Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we break down the classic hip-hop albums, track by track, give you our thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. Today, by request from the patron, TJ Black Hurricane, mm-hmm. we will be going through the album by Mr. Ice Cube, Death Certificate. That's right. Um, so we're going to do the intro, babe. And you can skip that by checking the description of the video for the timestamps when we're going to talk about each song. Because I know, I know we talk a lot. Um, But we also want to let you know at the beginning that we're not professionals per se. And uh, we are just people who started reviewing these albums with the intent to learn, to grow, to understand. And to just kind of become like wiser through our little quest of understanding the culture. And to like put ourselves like in like, you know, their shoes and like try to like understand like what they were going through and like... Uh, just like the whole experience just to like get it you know and especially with an album like we'll say death certificate step the fuck out of our comfort zone oh shit i swear at the beginning uh it's bad to swear at the beginning of your videos now youtube says um in regards to like an album like death certificate with its content so just be able to learn about this other side of an experience that living in montreal quebec for most of my life all of my life like it's not like i'm going to encounter half the things that are being talked about in a lot of these hip-hop albums so yeah it's such a fascinating form of journalism and documentation of an entire existence that all just seems to go on you know and affects everybody but it's just fascinating for us to to go through this process together and and you folk in the comment section i'm watching who have contributed to it have been extremely helpful in terms of just letting us know when we missed the point on things letting us know when we were wrong letting us know when you appreciated what we did and you kind of helped us get a lot smarter and wiser about how we approach these reviews so for that we are forever and eternally grateful for the comment section and we like to read our favorite comment from last week's video and last week what album did we talk about well we did um one of the doats um in my opinion uh dmx and then there was x and uh on that we got a comment from my name and it was saw dmx live last weekend and my jealousy (sighs) went and it was an amazing experience he was on stage energy was incredible and when you look up that so i looked at the show because i mean it was last weekend or whatever when that comment came and i had like 50 cent a whole bunch of other people it sounded amazing like it was such a crazy lineup and then it made me just kind of look at how crazy it is to like imagine just living in new york city and this type like these shows must happen way more often in new york with these types of people than say montreal where um well we get like celine dion i mean i'm just saying like i don't even think dmx can cross the border right now if he wanted to because he's got his whole situation right i don't think he can leave the state i mean Mm. so like when you look at that it's like Unless we actively now go to New York, um, we could Which really not isn't see... that far. Oh, I'm just saying, but unless like we went there, we couldn't see DMX. But it's also, it might not be far, but it's also not just like the simplest thing for us to just get up and go do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just saying, like, it must be crazy to live in a place where all of these live performances are happening. Like, I keep reviewing guys uh, that are just so incredible and realizing that they're they're not here they don't you check their tours they don't often come to canada when they do they go to toronto or vancouver they don't often come to montreal 
and uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe uh, maybe just some bad blood in Montreal with a lot of these people or some promoter or another. Still, it, it must be cool. That's all I thought. I was just that comment made me just really revel in the idea of what it must be like to to have especially the up-and-comers and all these little live environments and such anyway let us know in the comments where you're from and what your hip-hop scene is like and what the experience is montreal is trying to get organized so that's pretty cool to watch happen um anyway we're gonna get into the episode real shortly so special thanks to the patrons ismail Gadamsi, chris prado dj black hurricane lindale williams and chris prado we'll touch on that at the end of the episode but Shut them out while you're still watching. And what episode are we doing today, Bonnie? Well, this week we are doing, as requested by DJ Black Hurricane, um, Ice Cube's Death Certificate album, which came out October 29th, 1991. It's his second studio album, I believe. Which we've learned that DJ Black Hurricane is a big fan of the 1992 albums, Mm -hmm. and this is close enough to 1992 to count. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, we like to start out the shows contextualizing our experience with the artists because I think it's like super relevant. If you've been down with NWA since the 80s, you're going to feel a way about listening to Death Certificate in 2019. If you um, just discovered Ice Cube recently or whatever era you came in, because like if I'm not mistaken, there's a good patch where he takes off a few years and then the 2000 stuff happens and it sounds a bit different and whatnot. So mm-hmm. for me, it's always just I think it's fair to y'all to let you know where we're at with it so that when we get into the review you have that understanding so bonnie why don't you start us off with how connected you are to mr cube um well i mean i i feel like i've like probably in in my adult life i guess um like 18 plus or whatever um i feel like i've enjoyed some of like you know progressively more i listened to it like over the years i I would find songs that i'm like oh i like that song who's that by and then it's like ice cube um and yeah so i mean and we've listened to like you know we're reviewed some of his albums already and he's really fun like he's like music that i just genuinely enjoy listening to um a lot of it uh like if you just throw on an album like i feel like any of them are going to be great like i look forward always to like listening to his albums um i just think he's a really cool guy and um yeah and that's it and like you know straight out of the out of compton and uh like you know that kind of explained like the whole kind of process and this was kind of touched on in that movie um, oh you mean the movie yeah yeah the movie fair enough yeah but um i guess that, that's about it i, I mean, like him uh for me it was like I mean, I always kind of knew who Ice Cube was, but not for any of his early work, for real. Um, I remember the first Ice Cube song that I can think of knowing was the You Could Do It, Put Your Back Into It, you know, that track. I don't Um, think I realized that that it was him that... Me neither. Yeah. But I realized, when I realized, I was like, that's that's the same Ice Cube? Um, And he's very versatile. And I mean, I knew him from his acting a little bit, but it was more like the Go To Church song. That, that song blew my fucking mind. And then Why We Thugs and a few other, all the hits from that era of Ice Cube. I was all over that shit and was listening to them a whole bunch. I can't say the albums, but I can say the hits from that era. And I really dug it. But I don't go too far back except for, um, you know, No Vaseline, which is inescapable because it's on like, like if you're on YouTube in 2006 and seven, there's a lot of, 
a lot of diss songs that are rising up and everybody's talking about diss songs in rap for a while at least in my experience and so for the best diss songs no vaseline consistently appears in the top five of virtually every list i've ever seen it's never it's usually not given the number one spot usually number one is ether and takeover but for me as we'll get to it's pretty high up there is all i'm trying to say um but we i don't really understand his cultural significance or whatever i just kind of knew ice cube was yeah one of those i mean guys. I, I feel like you know I, as a kid like growing up you know you would hear about him like, at the grammys or something like that like he'd be presenting like you knew who he was but you know like same sort of thing like at the time like i didn't really know who um what's the other guy that always hosts in the suede outfits I'm not sure. Um, you guys all know who I'm talking about. He always wears like a red suede outfit. Uh, I can't remember who it is now. Fair enough. Um, but anyways, um, now nah, I can't even remember my point. All right. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> but yeah, that's how that's how you know him. This is like from like the Grammys or from the Oscars. Well, because uh, uh, like the point at the point where we're entering adulthood, Ice Cube is already a mainstream star at this point. But when you look into like his past, which is something we've done over the last couple of years, yeah, I mean. Just let's take a quick second to give Ice Cube a whole bunch of praise and credit because the guy, like with the whole NWA thing, and we did review Straight Outta Compton at the very beginning of this show, so it's probably a terrible review. Bear with us. Some people thought Bonnie was cute because she was saying stuff like they're good pals and whatever, and everybody <laughs> had a good time. Well, they were. <laughs> and, uh, Until they weren't. Uh, but like we didn't really understand it then but then when you realize that he also like went into writing movies and the success of uh, Boys in the Hood and everything and Friday and all these it. different endeavors that he's gone on with throughout his life and the true incredible story of how he went from his humble origins into being the media mogul that he is today yeah. to the point where it's like I mean, the idea of him being in kids' movies is pretty silly to think about, <laughs> but it's also pretty incredible, all like, things I considered. Looked up, I looked up his house because he makes a reference to, like, his home where he lives or whatever um, at one point, and, like, it, I mean, he just bought, like, a, a $7.3 million mansion from, like, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme or whatever, and it's just, like... Like there was, I saw pictures of the inside, and I was like, damn. But, like, all things considered, he, he's... He's doing Quite well. the incredible guy, because I don't think he's ever had a bad thing happen. Like, not a scandal that I can think of, I'm aware of. Like, nothing where it's like, like, this guy is like, I'm a, from what I can tell and what like, I know, he's blemish-free. Like... He's like the perfect example of a guy who just did everything right, pulled it off. And, and, and his son, his son, like, they seem like a perfect little family. Like, honestly, like, they seem like really, like, great. Like, you know, definitely, like, you know, the a scary dad, if you want to date, like, his daughter or something like that. Like, that would be intimidating. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure, like, but he's, he's actually, like, a really fun guy. Not, he's, he's Ellen approved, okay? That's he how is. safe he is he's in goofy, the public eye. Which is just crazy to think of, like, how far he's come when we listen to this album, right? Because, like, he's been on Ellen a whole bunch as we go and listen to this album, which to me is just crazy, all things considered. Well, he's right there. It's like whenever she needs a filler guest, who do you, who's in the area? <laughs> and Cube's like, okay. Well, and then they do some whack-ass shit every time where it's like, Ellen is just terrible when she has rappers on. I mm. hate the shit Ellen. Ellen just sounds goofy every time. Like, she tries so hard to... <laughs> To, like, to, to try to be cool. To ghetto, like to add some 
blackness to her show, but like in the most awkward way. That's my understanding. I'm not she a just, huge fan then, of her show. And then show. Twitch just like sits there like hee hee laughing like he justifies it. Who? Twitch, the the uh, the, the black co-host, DJ, oh. whatever dancer he is. Fair enough. But every time you see a rapper on, they always just kind of look at Ellen like she's a little wonky, a little, a little <laughs> weird. But they're happy to be there because, I mean, it's probably going to equal money. It's great promotion. Uh, I digress. Um, this album uh, is pretty fascinating. It's called Death Certificate. And uh, on the cover, it has Ice Cube um, sitting there. And we also did America Kikikas Most Wanted. So that was a yeah. great album. But yeah. then it flowed into this one. Um, and you just see him all in black. And he's got like his yeah. hand over his heart or whatever. He's looking tough and angry as usual. And then does. there's a corpse. And on the toe where it identifi- identifies so the name, tag. it's Uncle uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. And there's American flag. So evidently, Wrapped over this his death body. certificate is coming from America. And they're in like the morgue or whatever, too. And like it's pretty gritty. It's pretty bold. It's the type of album cover that like. I wonder if you could get away with doing it again, like for the re-release. It's on like Spotify, Death to America, but like like they they did not use the same album cover when they re-released it for the 25th uh, anniversary edition. Yeah, they have a, a more of a that one has like a PG flag friendly. with like an Uncle Sam and it's being shot at like a Target thing. But I love this album cover. I mean, as far as the ones we've come across, I'm, like. I'm not the hugest fan of the way the government treats people, and I am pretty punk at heart, we can say, in terms of my dislike for authority figures in general. So when I see a good fuck the man situation, something so bold and justified as this statement is, it's a powerful statement, like your culture is fucking destroying my community, fuck all of y'all. And I, I just, to me, it's bold. And the more I've learned about the history of what um, black folk have had to deal with in the U.S. of A., it really just adds a lot of power to this because I imagine at this point Ice Cube has a lot of knowledge about what, or he's learning a lot about the history of his people and it kind of led to this point. And I like, I don't know. I mean, also, this got recorded basically right during the aftermath of the Rodney King uh, riots and it came yeah. out right after but the recording sessions took place if I'm not mistaken like right yeah. after so and like that kinda... must have been pretty scary like honestly like he must have been scared and everybody must have been scared like I, I mean the, the the atmosphere must have been so tense and angry and um and then like you nervous. Ha- and then it's like your government basically is betraying you with that. Like this whole police situation is, is kind of fucking whack. And it's not even just like a USA problem. I mean, Toronto and Montreal are not really saints in this subject. I mean, I guess the frequency yeah. is different, but it, shit still goes down in very awful ways where it's like, hmm, can you really, you know, trust these fucking people? But no, not really. And so, I mean, I'm white, so I don't have to have the same fear and paranoia. And I recognize that. So I can understand that, you know, being black at that point in L.A., real. And, and then, like, at this point, he's Mr. Like, fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> like, he he has been for years. He has a very strong, clear opinion. This kind of stuff. And then it, like, culminates to that point. It's not like it's stopped and so yeah it's just understanding the significance of like you know all of the passion that would go into this disdain for his government 
is quite powerful to me. Like to me, I, I really felt like as far as covers go, this might be one of my favorite album covers, hmm. all of them, because it it makes its message, but it's also doing it in a really artful kind of well thought out way because this album is really well thought out um we're in spotify land so we don't have vinyls up in here but um as i understand it there were two sides to it or two discs or however yeah. it came and there was the death side and the life side and there was a whole concept to this project built into it which is almost like revolutionary in nature of what he's trying to do with this so this is a very fitting album cover well, i guess in 1991 it was probably a cassette like it was well, probably like but i feel like it cassettes were I mean, 16 still, minutes which was still, I, I mean there's still vinyls yeah, yeah, there were still vinyls. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I mean, it would be less than an hour, so maybe well, like I mean, half an hour. When did on compact discs become mainstream? I don't really know. Um, like they started becoming a bit more popular, like 1994, five, six, seven. Fair enough. That's not really the point. You can all let us know what medium you purchased this cassette slash disc slash vinyl slash however you got it um, yeah. on there. But Mr. Hurricane, I do, I do imagine that you have it on vinyl. Yeah, and I just think it's cool that like concept albums to me are like the ultimate form of album because they're well thought out, constructed experiences. And I think albums are way interesting. It's honestly what we do this show partly because I think albums are highly underappreciated in this era and people look at them like, oh, there's songs on it, but nah. Everything about an album down to the sequence of the songs plays into a bigger experience. And the fact that Mr. Cube, I like calling him Mr. Cube. He took so much <laughs> fucking time to, to create this thing. And it's just worth worth it, you know? Anyway, do you have anything more to comment here? No, I'm good. Do you want to talk about the funeral? I sure do. Full disclosure, I did all of my reviewing, like the part where we're going to talk about what I listened to off the 25th anniversary edition on Spotify. So if as we go along the way, there are like differences against the original version that I missed. Well, first, sorry for not noticing. Um, but let us know in the comments because that's like one of the most fascinating things is when they do shit like rearrange stuff or just change things drastically between releases so anyway let me know about that as we go but this one is a little skit to start us off um yeah uh, you want you want you want to take it sure um so basically um it starts off basically talking about how black guys are under attack at this time in um, LA, especially like he—that's where everything was happening. <clears throat> um, and I really liked the mixing at the beginning um, and the use of like his own song, the the blank that you love to hate, um, which I listen to all the time. I think it's a great song. Um, honestly, I do. Like I recognized it right away. Um, and then he also references like the uh the way his album is designed it's you know it has like the intro it has um two sides of the of the album essentially the life part and like the death part um so he's really it's like a, a legit introduction like it's like you know an essay form like the whole thing is kind of like very formatic um and very thought out uh, so i think that that's like really smart of him um it sounds then kind of like kind of creepy uh and then we hear like pictures being taken and uh like people like lifting a dead body and they're in shock and like more pictures being taken you can just keep hearing like the or whatever um and then you hear like 
you know, like a, a church organ and like people are screaming and crying. Um, and then, you know, we have like what sounds like a, a Baptist minister uh, preaching and like the whole thing is just kind of whatever. Um, and then he's going on and on about like how he was uh, he was a good brother and how he didn't get into an excessive amount of trouble, which I thought was funny, like, you know, that he wasn't a horrible guy. Like, it makes it sound like he was, you know, he he, he did some bad things, but he it wasn't excessive, uh, which I thought was funny. Um, and uh, he was clearly the wrong guy to fuck with, and somebody ended up dead because you fucked with the wrong guy and that's pretty much it and it's like a solid opener um i really liked it i gave it a 4.4 on 5 yeah um he starts it off kind of like narrating it and Mm -hmm. i like how he introduces it with the death side being a mirrored image of where we are today so i guess part one of this project is this is the how i see our world and then part two is going to be a vision of where we need to go. So this is Ice Cube's um, mission statement or plan of action yeah. on how to achieve the next thing. So sign your death certificate, which is interesting because at first you don't really think a lot of it. But I find there's a bit of a religious symbolism in terms of maybe it's not religious but like the idea of having your spiritual self die to be reborn so you have to start almost with your death to find your new life which is i think how the album is meant to be so you're painting this world which is whatever and anyway we'll go through the songs as they go but right away you see that right away so you have to sign your death certificate because it's almost like you have to be willing to go through this process or be willing to embrace the new direction to get to your new life and then it's just a bunch of dudes and they're like picking up the casket of some shit so you got the pallbearers and they're like talking it's like i can't even believe it you know, get the door and then they walk in and you hear the preacher and he says that kind of stuff and he's just it's very impassioned and powerful and you know it's a bit of a funny twist to have that he was the wrong to fuck with at the end yeah. but you basically just get the sense that this is kind of a regular thing that everybody's used to and you walk in and this is kind of may as well be what the preacher's saying because that's kind of how everything gets played out you know yep. and this is the type of shit that gets said at eulogies I mean I just had what do you say at a eulogy of somebody who's a gangbanger who gets killed just in general like as a person who has no real connection to that world in a direct way I mean you can barely think of what to say at the eulogy of an asshole I mean imagine somebody who like the actual literal story you just how do you spin like it? Like the parents you know? had already disowned him and like that kind of stuff. Like, you know, maybe he was just like that bad or, or like, and so an excessive amount of trouble. Like this was a good kid, you know, got caught up in some situations. And it's just, I don't know, just hearing the way that's worded just shows the reality so different. Like in this world of middle class America, you do anything wrong and you're just like, bah. But in the other world, it's like doing something wrong is almost like an expected part of life just due to where you're at, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I thought it was a really powerful start. I thought it was interesting to listen to. It's a 4.25 for me. It's a good introduction to the album. Do you agree? Did you get a grade? Yeah, I did. All right. So are you the wrong person to fuck with? You betcha. All right, Bonnie. How do you feel about this track? Well... 
Um, this one starts off, um, and he's angry, and it's Ice Cube, and it's like he's like spitting like right from like the moment that it starts, basically. Um, it's a really cool beat. It's really easy to listen to and like nod your head to. Like you really like want to like kind of like dance along with it a little bit. Um, basically he's tough and you shouldn't mess with him and he owns a gun uh, he's just making that clear and then um, in, in like the middle of it he kind of drops an old-school beat um, which is kind of funny to think about it because it's 1991 um, and so like an old-school beat is like clearly it's gonna be like something cool from like the 80s but like for us it would be probably something from like the 90s so I think that that's kind of like one could argue that 2003 is old school. That's true. That's true. Frig, that makes us feel old. You are old. Ah, I'm not old. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, and then uh, basically Ice is just like the, the wrong guy to fuck with him. And if you are, like, no matter who you are, like if you're a gangster, if you are a cop, a lady, uh, he doesn't care who it is, a rapper, whatever. Um, if you mess with him, you're going to get it. Um, and I like it, and I will not fuck with him, so I gave us a 4.5 on 5. Um, something that's really, like, right away, the beat kicks in super strong, yeah. and it samples uh, the payback by James Brown. It makes me think of, like, uh, going to, like, the summer fair or something, like like, some, like a song that you would hear on, like, one of, like, the rides. But um, basically, uh, it makes it really interesting because the first lyric is, God damn, it's a brand new payback. As though he took the payback by James Brown and he's flipping it now mm. to make it like his oh, own James thing Brown. while simultaneously starting off his album like, yo, the lyrical content is the payback sh from the straight gangster Mac in the straight gangster black. How many motherfuckers got to pay? Went to the shelf, dusted off the AK. And I like the flow and the cadence that Ice Cube drops. He's got this like fast paced but like upbeat kind of bouncy cadence to it and it's really good with the timings too so he knows how to use his pauses really effectively to elaborate and make everything just rhyme in a more like fun way and this is pretty much him establishing i'm not the pop cello types like the rest of y'all and it's almost like you can feel his disdain a little bit with shit he is establishing right away that he's hard and yep. he's for real and he's this guy he's mr gangster rap this is where he comes from and then you know because the person you love to hate can still kill at will so the person you love to hate was off the last album if i'm not mistaken and kill at will is the ep that dropped in between it ain't no pop because that sucks and you can new jack swing on my nuts and if i i don't really know what new jack swing is but i apparently it's some poppier shape and uh and he's not pop so he's saying like we are the gritty and grimy this is what it is i'm still that real shit but what's more interesting is in light of all that he's platinum without having to sell out which is pretty hard to do and is a pretty incredible accomplishment yep. in an era where i mean to do anything without selling out is nearly impossible in almost any genre but ice cube flat out really just didn't have to he just rolled with it i mean at least at this point he did do some kids movies i don't know if that counts as selling out that's open to debate but well, at least I mean, at he, this ha part. he had kids he has kids right i know so. like it's hard to describe it because in my 30s He's what just being a good dad but like even that in my 30s what i would want to do with my time and the projects i would want to create are so different than being 18 19 i think he's 22 at this point so at 22 i would never consider doing kids movies now i'm like that kind of sounds fun I, like i want to be 
and you, you a know voice you get in a cartoon, be, like, goofy or whatever. You know? it, so I don't want to like hate on that because if I really think about it, it's like yeah, I'd want to do it. But when you think about it, like logistically, it's kind of funny. Some of them, some you know, like yeah. maybe I'm just overthinking it again. I mean, I haven't seen them, so I, I can't. I like I can't Darby say whether they were good or bad. It was fun. It was to me. It was a fun movie. Um, but then you know, fuck America or pe- fuck you, Ice Cube. That's what people say. Fuck America. Still at a triple K. So people don't like him. He's still hated, and he doesn't care. He hates America and his, what it represents, and he establishes that by reinforcing it with a triple K. The racism still real and whatnot. Um, I don't know. The rest of the verse is pretty strong. It ends proper. Um, second verse is the same kind of stuff ice cube i'm rolling with the motherfucking lynch mob it's the number one crew in the area make a move for your gat and i'll bury it ashes to ashes dirt to dirt punks roll and i put in work and you know you just get the sense that he's hard he's proper and then he's broken his affiliation with nwa so stop giving juice to the raiders because al davis never paid us and i thought that line was super interesting because well, first, the NWA cats is, was Rockin' Raiders hats. But secondly, it ties into the idea of giving free promotional free promotion to these really wealthy corporate identities like i don't believe gucci as an example needs a marketing budget like what's the point a bunch of rappers is going to sell gucci to white girls and that's just the truth of the situation so those young rich wealthy people who listen to these mainstream rappers who mention a bunch of brands that they can afford to go buy well, the, rap- the rappers are the advertisement, and the rappers also wear the shit for free. And Gucci doesn't have to pay nobody. Louis V doesn't have to pay nobody. Yeah. I mean, that maybe maybe they'll give like one or two of these people a few free things here and there, or maybe they'll set up a brand ambassador. But the other like 90% of people who are just gonna mention that name for free or rock that shit for free or give off the advertising for free, it puts no money back into the hood. Yeah. And especially if you watch the uh, trigger warning with Killer Mike is a tangible example of uh, how money distribution flows between cultures in the neighborhoods. The black culture does not, uh, the black neighborhoods don't keep dollars for very long based on the flow of things. So if basically he's pointing out that if since the Raiders, nobody pays us, they don't give us any money, they don't contribute to our hoods, they don't give us anything, they don't put anything back in, why are you going to advertise for them for free like that millions of records you're right there with the raiders hat on the cover you know like that kind of thing it's not wise it's almost an exploitation of people because in any other medium they would have to pay to place that promotion like in movies and shit they pay a lot of money to to be there just look at a michael bay movie everything you see michael bay sold a little bit in a movie here and there to have these ad spots filled in and when you think about it it makes a lot of sense it's kind of whack that in general so many people give so much free promotion to companies just to try to be cool like just in general is what it feels like to me and it's just not wise i mean I'll wear some cheap-ass brands like Old Navy, but, like, I don't know. I never personally want to be a dude that's walking around with a bunch of really expensive shit giving free advertising to others. You want me to wear your shit and give me a brand deal and pay me to wear your shit? Okay. If I want to support you because you're, like, part of my community, okay. But just doing it for free? I don't know. Maybe this is a big tangent, but that line was, like, really, really cool. And then, you know, he follows it up. I hope you wear a vest, you know, because it's scary and ice cube and whatnot. 
Um, and I like the fact that we haven't even gotten through the first song. And yes, he's coming in really intense and shit, but he's already brought up an interesting series of social, like a, a social political issue yeah. worth mentioning right in the second verse right there. Then the beat flips up and he's not done yet. Um, even bitches looking like him Vogue got a hold on Don't let me catch Daryl Gates in traffic And Daryl Gates, if I'm not mistaken Is the police chief of the LAPD From 1978 to 1992 Meaning he was the chief of the police During all this stuff While this album was being recorded Oof, That must have been something I got a habit to peel his cap backwards I hope he wear a vest too in his best blue Going up against the Zulu Break his spine like a jellyfish And it's almost like this He wants to destroy this guy fair enough right like fair enough letting yeah. these cops get away with the shit of beating down people he's the guy who basically well, like, at the time too it was like you know like the war on drugs and like just like the kind if, of like like extreme behaviors that like the police and like the the armed forces or whoever like, like took like, to like like you'll see like the tanks bust through the door and straight out of compton like tanks and shit crush some person right there like, like, that's insane and this is the police chief that was there the entire way through the 80s that allowed all of this, that ordered all of this to happen, mm-hmm. to deal with the situation. Yeah. So the frustration is fair. And then we get, now we got Kentucky Fried Cracker. And I'm like, oh shit, Ice Cube's going to go in on white people on this album. Mess with the Cube and you get punked quick. Pig, because I'm the wrong to fuck with. A man. I just appreciated the passion and I'm like, yo, Ice Cube's so justified in his anger. And the fact that he's showing people that if you take the time to almost protest the situation through writing this, right? Like instead of acting out and actually going to kill the guy, he writes out this vicious fantasy of how he feels and he names him. He's like, you are the source of my hatred because frankly, you know, and everybody's going to know who he is at that time, but it's bold. And it says like, you are the villain to my community. And there's a valid argument to be made that the police chief, the ra- the police chief of a racist police department is the villain, you know? Yep. And I really like that. I thought it was really powerful, a really strong start to it. And uh, the way he, but then you also have this like super bouncy like beat where you're just like, re- it's really happy, but like the lyrics are really powerful and aggressive. And I think that's an amazing Amazing. I feel like that's, a, that's just what he does. Like that's like all he does. Like he's he, no, not, not all that he no, does. Like later like, on, he gets some hard sounding beats. Yeah. Like, but at but this, like, I, I like it because he is always just kind of like that hard, hard, angry face kind of guy. Either way, I gave the song a four point five on five, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I think uh, we should move on though to my summer vacation. I love this beat. This is. I'm not gonna lie, all the. George Carlin-esque stuff he samples on this album throughout the most part on whatnot. And I don't know, even this might be George George Carlin he's sampling here. No, yeah, George Clinton. I meant to say George Clinton, <laughs> not George Carlin. And he does. He apparently samples Atomic Dog. But all that funk, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a good I one. I super appreciate it. It is not my favorite genre of music. I'm throwing it out there as we go through this album. So... I love the rhymes maybe more than I love the beats on a lot of it, but this beat is stellar. 
this is one of, in my opinion, one of my favorite beats on this entire album. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Not to say that anything on this album is not produced with pristine quality and isn't super enjoyable and bouncy, but I don't come from bouncy car land. I come from the <laughs> snow and the slush where bouncy cars are illegal. So for me, I've never, I've never had the joy of hydraulics in my life. I've never done it ever. It's never, it's just never gone on. Mm. So because it's illegal here, and therefore I would love to one day fly down to a place like LA. And bounce in a car listening to Ice Cube. Like that is a serious bucket list item before I die. Bouncing in a car listening to Ice Cube. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. That's that's Montreal fantasy. Dri- driving through Compton. Why, why don't you just go all the way? That would be cool. That would be. It would be even cooler if Ice Cube's there. But I'm, I'm just yeah. pushing my luck. I'm happy to be in the back seat. Yeah, you, you can be in the front with Ice, and that's just polite. Yeah, I'll be in the front. I'll be in the front seat with Ice Cube. Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, I like this song. I do think, though, in light of your one of your recent lyrics breakdowns, maybe you should start us off, though. Uh, sure. Um, well, I'll just I'll just go through like the whole thing then. Um, so you know, he's going from L.A. to St. Louis, Louis, Missouri, and that's where he's going for his, his summering off, I guess. While he's uh, you know, because of all like the the violence and like the riots and everything that's happening there, and how all like the black, the police are attacking. Um, black people and like the war on drugs he basically left the city just to like escape all of that and to have like a summer away from like all of like that hectic craziness peaceful nice vacation exactly where nobody knows him and i think it's like him and a few of his buddies go as well three of his buddies yeah um so yeah and so and 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 i just have to say like i agree like the beat is so so good like it's like like a clap along beat um it's super fun but anyways um violence is like happening uh you know there in missouri and like you know ice is kind of like realizing that like things aren't aren't haven't changed like they're the same thing same thing is happening here um, and he's realizing that, uh, you know, people across, you know, are, you know, as we find out as well in another song, uh, which I'm going to mention um, shortly, <laughs> is that it's happening across the country. And it's, you know, even at this place where he thinks there's, you know, nothing bad can happen in St. Louis, Missouri, um, exactly the same thing is happening. Drive-bys and shootings and gangs and like they're all watching and imitating what's going on in LA and you know like you know the the gangs are kind of extending and so like there's the bloods and the crips are showing up in all cities all across North America and you know I don't know anywhere anywhere else in the world if they're showing up I wonder I don't really know the stats on them but um it'd be interesting to find out if they're like international but uh, so yeah, and so the lyrical breakdown that I did um, was Just Like Compton by DJ Quick, which basically told uh, the story of him and like his buddies like driving, um, like basically touring across the states and going to different places and the same sort of violence and, you know, gangs and everything else is happening everywhere. So like that's kind of what he's seeing. And again, how he's realizing everybody's copying them. Like, so he's seeing that they're sort of like the the trendsetters in LA, and so that they should probably like think twice, like about their actions and the way that they're doing things, you know, so that people don't copy just the bad things that they're doing, I guess. Um, but that's that's my kind of like add into it. That's not necessarily what they're saying. Um, 
And I like the mixed ends uh, of like the, there's like the, what sounds like a white woman um, saying like, oh, if it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. And that's exactly right. Like, you know, these kinds of things can happen anywhere um, because, you know, people are everywhere. And, you know, there's always going to be somebody that's going to want to start trouble doing something bad, whatever. Um, and then he talks about the fact that one of his friends got shot. Um, I, I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, and like the, just like the beat is like super tight. It's super cool. Um, and, oh, and also like there's like the skit at the end. Um, uh, and it's like the cops attacking a black guy. And I'm guessing it's supposed to be him. Um, uh, and he, he, like the cop is clearly like racist, power tripping, like basically just beating him up. Like just wants to like take power over him um and then like ice cube is like nah fuck this like uh, he's like had enough of this shit um and then shoots them and but they're like we're gonna do you like king yeah goddamn king rodney like king, rodney martin king, luther martin luther king, king. all the goddamn kings from africa yeah exactly uh, i mean so like that's like pretty powerful too because like you know that that's, that's like, like a recent reference and like that's gonna like really like hit home to a lot of people especially like you know. And it is like the kind of shit the cops would say. Yeah. You know, to incite them and to belittle, to destroy the yeah, humanity. Yeah, because like of that's gonna like hurt your soul. Because like you know when you saw that happening, like it was probably like, super upsetting. So, um, understandably. So like. But then it's also like for the, them to like rub that in your face. Like, but that's also bullshit. to imply we're going to kill you or beat you down and we're gonna get away with it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess. Anyways, um, I I really like this song. It's. It's really nice um, to listen to, like, overall, because of the beat. It's so good. Um, and clearly, he doesn't like the cops, and they clearly don't like him. And so he's just trying to escape, and he's just realizing that um, people are the same everywhere. And, like, all of this nonsense and violence is unfortunately happening um, all over the place. I give this a 4.75. I agree with you on a lot of what you said, but I think there's something that Ice Cube describes here that's a little bit different right at the beginning. Okay. So it starts off with him getting on the flight, heading from L.A. to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at where Missouri was on the map, and I saw, uh, now I now know where Missouri, I didn't realize it was kind of closer to us than it is to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bad at U.S. geography. And yeah. um, so the, as you say, it starts off, and it's got, like, incredible storytelling. Like, this is really, like, a riveting, you can almost feel the whole flow of see what's happening. Like, damn, gee, the spot's getting hot. So how the fuck am I supposed to make a knot? Police looking at, through a microscope, and they everybody in the mama cell, though. So we established that the police, it's hot, there's too many, comp- and there's a lot of competition, so it's not really safe. You can't make any money. And because when they go to St. Louis, nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows that you kind of get the feeling that like nobody understands the pro level of the crack game whatever's going on there is some amateur shit whatever they drove to the ghetto check into a little sketchy motel they have their guns because you know they're in a little shady part of town and they look a little shady and everything's kind of whatever and uh what's really interesting is when he goes because busting a cap uh, but they can't fade so central because busting a cat's fundamental people are on every block close seeing which one will clock the most yeah this is the one no doubt bust a bone let's clear these out so what you really see is that they kind of bring the idea of drive-bys and gun violence into this situation because mm-hmm. they're from so central they're not afraid to kill people yeah and like that's how they do it and so they 
basically start blasting on them. Mm -hmm. We're lynch mob. This is what's up. Clean them out. That means casualties. We still have that LA mentality. And, you know, bust a cap out there in a hurry. Wouldn't you know? A drive by in Missouri. And it's almost like they brought it there when they did their little escapade. So, in their efforts to escape LA and make some profit, they end up then describing this escalation Creating, of how like, it this. creates it because then people are going to come and get their retaliation. But I really freaking like when he goes, okay. um, triple the profit, making more than I did in Cali, breaking off rocks like Barney Rubble because these mark us don't want trouble. Because Barney Rubble is from the Flintstones mm -hmm. and his literal job was to break rocks and when you're selling crack it's another way to describe it um, we ain't on an edge when we do work because police don't recognize the khakis and sweatshirts so their specific gang markings and codes that they would wear that is clearly identified to the LAPD aren't recognized in Missouri which is just completely separate and at this point it's not exactly like the police have unified databases and whatnot so all you gotta do is bounce out to the next place and you almost become anonymous again nobody knows who you are and then they start getting the girls and then everyone's like nah we don't like this and a war kind of breaks out and whatnot because they came in and set the situation up you know and then what I thought was fascinating um basically wearing our colors and talking at gang fuss, giving up much love dying for a street they never heard of and it's like i suppose with movie i believe that the movie's colors is part of that too Okay. which is about gangs and whatnot but that mm. movie comes out around oh, yeah. this time but then all of a sudden everybody sees this gang life being put into these movies and i know i've seen colors when i was young and i remember watching those movies and it looked like this it looked really dramatic but like in a flared out like everybody pulled out their guns kind of way I mean, I've seen a lot of these gangster movies from that era. My dad was really into them for a while. I was, like, young, like 12, 13 when I was watching them. So I don't remember them, except that a lot of people pull out guns in these whole era of movies. But then you have all these movies coming out that are almost teaching everyone what this gangster life is. Then you have these real gangsters, I guess, flying on over mm -hmm. to try to make a profit, but willing to do what they got to do over there. And then it just escalates the situation where Ice Cube loses his friend in the third verse. Um, shooting in snowy weather, it's illegal business. People can't stick together. Fucking police got the 401, the LA ain't on surfing sun. But we ain't thinking about the boys feuding with the Hatfield and McCoy. Shit's getting tricky because now they're looking for the colors and the dickies. So basically, one morning, the cops break in at about 6 in the morning, which shoots back to that iced tea classic uh, 6 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And they try to catch him when he's young and put a Glock to his chest and he paused and he ends up getting uh, trying to give him 57 years and whatnot and public defender doesn't care which is a crazy thing just public defenders when you actually look into the American legal system in a lot of cases the public defender defending one of the people that might be busted in this narc raid will be given a total of 10 minutes to look at the case and figure out what they can figure out before going in 10 minutes to decide the life of somebody it's pretty crazy that's what you get for not having money being born into your family um, and then you got to deal with the Crips and Bloods and the black families and the white pride don't like no side and so this is all the kind of situation of what goes on behind bars when you get to prison yeah. no, uh, and it's a riot if any of us die no parole or probation now this is a young man's summer vacation no chance for a rehabilitation because look at the motherfucking years i'm facing i'm gonna end it like this because you know what's up my life is fucked 
and that's just kind of how it ends and you know you, these you got all these young people who are honestly just trying to get paid and shit and i mean i don't know what it was like back then i mean now we have the hindsight of knowing a bunch of shit but i mean back then you didn't this was all you saw then i guess this is the only life you understood when you try to get the legal options and you don't do what you're supposed to be doing yeah but it's just such an interesting point of like the consequence i guess or taking accountability like look we in the west coast invented maybe this thing and maybe as you said spread it everywhere and maybe we should be a little more aware of that because it seems like like this is an interesting story because ice cube plays the gangbanger as opposed to playing the passerby or the guy who knows the guy or whatever i mean i, I don't think it's like i think he, and it and it works well because the story ends in a bad story uh sorry the story ends in a negative outcome and something that both ice cube ice t and these guys have gone on and said is you're gonna rap about these drug dealer stories it's supposed to end in a sh in a bad way because that's how the real life goes it almost never ends well if you end it well the story hasn't gone on long enough as i think how ice t put it and so I just thought this was gritty and realistic, but also starts to explain how things may be spread around a bit through the art form, through the way these different lives are going. And mm -hmm. now it's everywhere, which is crazy just to think about how it's all over that people have to deal with these same circumstances and whatnot. I thought it was a powerful track. I give it a 515. I like the storytelling over it. The way he raps, his cadence, everything is super fun. Yep. Delivery is powerful. And uh, I like the way that it'll have like booms and gunshots and whatever in the background to really exemplify the what's happening as what he's saying. Like if he says somebody busts in the door, you'll hear a door open. Shit like that. Yep. Anyway. Um, the next one is a single with a music video and everything. And it's called Steady Mobbin'. This one has another funky uh, beat, mm -hmm. very uh, enjoyable. As he bounces on through, you again picture the cars bouncing. Yep. Um, it has a little introduction. The bigger the cap, the bigger the peeling, because when you have a bigger bullet, I guess, it further destroys a head, peeling everything Which makes back. Sense. Yeah. And when dealing with the lynch mob, you got to know steady mobbing is not just the name of the jam, but a way of life. Bound together by motherfuckers, there's no one to break them off something. Give it to me. Then the beat kicks in, and it has its little There Goes the Neighborhood sample, and it apparently comes from the movie Watermelon Man, which I've never heard of. And um, basically, it's letting you know that this isn't just a jam. This is how they are. This is who they are. This is their anthem of sorts. And then it's Ice Cube and his buddies get up to shenanigans. And he basically yep. kind of paints out uh, what goes on in the day. Like four or five in a mothership, better known as a deuce. And we all want to smother shit. And so they're all in the car. And it's a beautiful, nice looking car. Um, in the music video, at least, it's a very nice looking car. Um, you know, they're trying to make some money. And they're uh, every chance we get, we hitting up rollers, coming up short with the green guys. And I might start slanging bean pies or the bootleg t-shirt of the month with you can't touch this on the front so the slang in bean pies has to do with the nation of islam because they would um sell bean pies and what i learned in the genius annotation is 
Common wasn't thrilled with Ice Cube for this because he uh, has a bar that basically goes, you bring it up, uh, Bean Pies and St. Ides on the same sentence, you know, being like, how are you shouting up the Nation of Islam and Minister Farrakhan, but also promoting drinking, you know, in the same song, which happens in this song because in the second verse, he goes, told all my friends, don't drink eight ball because St. Ides is giving ends. And so he and I thought that was fascinating because that's also a little shot in W.A. because they drink eight ball. As we learned ah, through Easy A and Ice Cube, we actually learned what eight ball was. Mm-hmm. But now because they're not friends no more, St. Ides is the drink like we can't drink what those guys are drinking. And I think it's it's pretty funny. How much of this, like, you you can't wear Raiders no more. You can't drink that drink <laughs> no more. And I, I don't know. To me, there's a little bit of a funniness a of to that. But, yeah, it just kind of flows in. And uh, he bangs a girl. And if you don't know, Ice Cube got drama house after screwing up Bust a Nut and get up out my white E-wings. I'm out the door. All you might get is a rubber on the floor. So I just picture it like he's banging away. Uh, finishes it, rips it off, puts his clothes on, and like leaves. Doesn't say bye or nothing. Rude. I mean, I guess, but that's how I picture that going down. And I suppose that's gangster. But man, it must yeah. be like such an awkward feeling to just be the girl in the bed after wherever couch, car, wherever you did it. <laughs> it's just like uh, Ice Cube smashes and goes. That's such a man. Like I don't know what the attitude is. I don't know because it's. It's never happened like me like that. Usually when I end up in those moments, the girls want me to stick around and I like <laughs> that shit because I'm sappy. So I do stick around because I'm into that. So I don't know what it's like to just really smash and go. Anyway, uh, it's it's a cool song. Fuck Pactel, move to Sky Pager. Uh, is that again the brand thing? Like don't use that pager, use my pager. Oh, maybe. Um, I like when he goes- I don't know pager brands. I like when he goes, rather be judged by 12 than carried by six, uh, because that's like, I'd rather have to go to the court and deal with the jury of my peers than get taken out and carried in a coffin by six of my peers. So like, you gotta be willing to kill or do what you gotta do to stay alive. People get a little bit too drunk, act out and stuff. But you know, Ice Cube rolls on through because he's steady mobbing. then he goes eating soul foods neck bones from m&ms and i was like wait a second in canada there's m&ms meat shop and i couldn't figure out if there was what m&ms was is that like a thing in la i don't think so i don't don't think think it's the same like our m&ms meat shop no i guess anyway Uh, i don't even know what there's like barely any left actually I don't know. And then um, he flows on in the third verse, and they want to go to where the ladies are at. And Ice Cube's car's got like better amps, so it's louder. And the girl gets on in and wants him to slap her ass, but hard, but not hard enough to leave a gash. So there's an optimal yeah. pain threshold of slappingness that we can find. I bet he needs to take his his big old rings off before he slaps her ass, and then I there'll hope be so. no gashes. Um, but he's like, I don't play with sex putting on the latex he does the condom he definitely makes it clear which is very good wearing a condom which is super good our generation's bad at condoms yeah like Um, like their generation was much better uh fucked around and dropped the bomb son i think that means he came i couldn't figure out if that's what it was and then it came out sort of like confetti and i'm like what the hell does that like this but you're in a rubber so oh maybe he takes it off and he 
all over her face or something and then it's like confetti and I like guess. a rocket exploding the bar makes sense to me now i was confused about this until i'm this glad i could explain um ejaculation to you well it's a glorious thing for ice cube to <laughs> as we'll find out later on he's quite endowed as he puts it um and then yeah so this is just kind of a song about cruising around and doing whatever the music video is very fine it ends up with him and a girl going into the room and the night's over that's the end of his night and um i don't know i enjoyed listening to it it's a great time i feel like i don't know if it has the same heaviness to let's say my summer vacation or whatever yeah but it certainly sells the lifestyle of of how they're probably living their lives there is a bunch of people who probably get up how are we gonna make a dollar today cruise around smash a couple girls because he has sex with two ladies that day all right mm-hmm. guys there's the one in the morning that he just abandons after and then the one that gets confetti dick it's a good song it's a (laughs) 4.5 on 5 yeah uh, i mean that's pretty i mean you you summed it up really well Uh, it's basically just like another day in his life and about him um you know and, and that involves uh banging the ladies and you know wearing a condom and making money like that's what he's all about and like oh. that's that's pretty much it like he's there to make money and to fuck and that's that's it um you know and it's good i like the beat um and it you know it does kind of like teach you know throw in some of like the usual shenanigans while teaching you like some lessons like he's good at like kind of Summer, summing like the whole thing up and like getting like something good out of like his like you know crazy story or whatever um so i go to 4.4 on five before i move on though yeah. we need to just mention how when he brings up the bootleg shirts he specifically picks mc hammer as the guy mm-hmm. like we're gonna make money off of this fucker's name like he's not like he says yo let's go sell master of puppet shirts he goes nah that sellout rapper let's pick him and do his shit um, and I thought that was fascinating to point out too. And I guess that is a hustle that I never considered. But he does bring up like selling stolen shirts immediately after selling up the Nation of Islam stuff. So oh, maybe Common has a point. I don't really know. I'm not experienced enough on this subject. So internet, do you think Common has a point and that maybe Ice Cube was being weird? Or do you think that Common's being a little self-righteous here and he's thinking too deep on it? Because I wouldn't have noticed it if Common hadn't pointed it out to me. And then I thought about it. So since y'all know more about this than I do, probably, it's a good question for you. Meanwhile, we will flow on. Also, do you prefer 8-Ball or St. Ides? Because I don't think I've ever seen either here. Nope. Um, anyway, Robin Lynch is the next track. Um, what did you think of this one? <laughs> this one was funny. It definitely made me laugh. Um, it's obviously like, uh, you know, um, their take or his take on um, Robin Lynch, who was like the, the host um, of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, uh, because this is sort of like uh, a copy or a dupe or whatever of like the Lifestyles of the Poor and un- Unfortunate. And it's very funny, like the way it's very clearly like a mockery like of that show. Um, and there were other shows that kind of like started like coming up, like maybe not that early on, but like Cribs. And like there's always just been like this, um, you know, everybody wants to see into like the celebrities world, even like Vogue's whatever 73 questions or whatever it is that's on YouTube. Like it is a chance to kind of see into like their world. Um, so anyways, and so it starts off kind of with like classical music and like the, the host is talking. Um, 
and then like he talks he says that he's going to he's talking to like whichever guy is living in like the house but it's like some you know thug kind of guy and he's just basically telling him to like fuck off and I thought it was funny and then he says like you know and like the prize will be like or whatever I think it's the prize I can't remember um whatever it is um that somebody is going to uh go to like the strawberry girls or whatever like that and then he talks about that that's where he is and so the guy starts like calling out to this girl like hey hey how much for a head and but like it just like sounds like ridiculous like this is him like advertising this um and so it's it's very like mockery funny um and it very much proves that like ice cube is like a funny smart guy in like what he talks about and it's sort of like the um, like how people will go and like watch and like like they they want to see like the inside of like the hood people you know it's just as it's just as like um what is it called like like when somebody's like a watcher or somebody like a peeping tom no but like an observer or whatever it is a voyeur a voyeur yeah of like um, you know, because there is that culture of like watching and like, you know, trying to like understand like the, the rich and famous and like the, at this time, like because there was so, there's so much news and it just was ongoing and like it was prevalent, um, you know, and, and poor people and were becoming famous and stuff like that, um, that it was like shining as like a spotlight on like, like the hoods and everything else. And so like it was kind of taking like an inside look but like from like a distance where where it's you know still like a white person just like looking inside and not really like helping or doing anything anything about it just like looking at it and going oh that's look at those poor people and like that's kind of what it is um i gave it a 4.75 i thought it was great so yeah um i don't i never really watched lifestyles of the rich and the famous with robert leach i don't know what that is except i can imagine i was just trying to find out if who the fuck was even on this show and i couldn't figure out who they even talked to as i assume it was like cribs or whatever and they hung out with wealthy people like this was like early on i think this was in like the 80s and like the 90s and then like in like you know in like the mid 90s and like the 2000s and stuff like there was obviously different got revived in 2018 Mm -hmm. but what's really fascinating about that tour thing is some guy followed us on instagram after followed me on instagram after watching this show to show me hip-hop shit and he's some like guy in the uk and he went on the compton tour and stood at all the famous places that like it kind of is like this song except they all really exist like if i went to compton right now for sure, there's like a tour. Of I Compton. would be super tempted to take the OG gangster tour. Like, I mean, to go see all the places the rappers have talked about. And it's this is where this person was shot. And this is where this kinda, happened. I mean, I know it sounds terrible to like admit to wanting to do that, but it was like when I was in Jerusalem, and I'm like, yo, these are all the Bible places. To me, it's the same thing. Like, you read about this shit, you hear about this shit. Like, I want to see Compton. I want to know what Rosecrans yeah. looks like. You know, I just want to, you hear about it. I just want to know what it, I mean, I can Google Maps it, of course, and I have Google Maps it. But just to be there, like, I don't know, there's so much culture and history that comes from these places, these, and I just want to be around that energy. I mean, maybe not all of the energy, but <laughs> it seems like a cool idea. But at the same time, it's pointing out, like, as they're going through this tour, like, hey, yo, get out of here. Uh, who the fuck are you and it's like yo this guy is like want to hang out he's like what the fuck are you doing here like who are you tour guide guy and then his girl like some guy offers him 20 dollars for his girlfriend and like i don't know it's it's pretty 
good. And then it ends <laughs> is on 40-ounce dreams and watermelon wishes because apparently Robin Leach would end with champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Champagne wishes. So 40-ounce dreams and watermelon wishes making it real ghetto for you. <clears throat> Bonnie likes watermelons, though. I sure do. There's lots of watermelon in my apartment these um, days. Um, not for long. Um, until we get more. Um, are watermelons expensive by you? Are they because they seem expensive lately? For you know what? That's not really the point of anything. Uh, I gave this little skit a four point five because I thought it was funny. I thought it made its point really well. Like you could like you and then because there are these tours now, it almost makes you consider what it must be like to the people in those neighborhoods. Live there. Yeah. Like. They're I know, like, oh, these guys so need as, to watch us, I guess. Because, I mean, as much as it sounds, like, I know how terrible it sounds that I would go on that tour. I mean, I don't know that I really would because when I really think about it, I start considering, imagine that's like a tour through my neighborhood. Oh, look at the little ghetto children play. Like, that sounds fucking disgusting when you, like, break yeah. it down. But that's kind of what these tours are. But then they probably bring in real money into the neighborhood and shit like that. So... Maybe yeah, yeah, there's some positives. I don't know. But is it that never... white justification? I don't know. <laughs> well, all I know is when I heard him say this, it made me really consider, hey, these tours are real things. I don't know if they were real things back then, but they are today. And then I wonder how these people in these areas feel going, up. Oh, there's another tour bus with a bunch of people taking pictures of this. Like, yep. I don't know. Uh, 4.5 on 5, like I said, it's pretty good. And then uh, we'll move on to Bonnie's absolutely favorite song giving up the nappy dugout yay so i know at least one or two girls who have told me of parties they went to where guys would line up and they would go into the room and boom 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 basically what ice cube's describing here this is some real shit that happens in life um probably not all walks of life but ice cube <laughs> and his people are basically swingers like I real guess. like they have a lot of gangbangs in which there's a lot of dudes fucking the same chick. That's not something that we do a lot in my life. I don't know. I don't I'm know sorry. many people that like share <laughs> girls like that. And I'm I'm not against it. It's just more. I don't know anybody else that would be well, like also, open like, to he it. He was he was younger at the time. He was probably still single. Like you know, he was he was you know uh, he was a go getter. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, anyway, so he comes to the door. Bang, bang, bang. Guy's like, Ice Cube, my daughter's not going out with you. She's with a guy Catholic. named Ice Cube. Not happening. Not blah, blah, blah. And then Ice Cube's like, allow me to interject here, sir. Your daughter was a nice girl. Now she is a slut. A queen treating just like King Tut. Gobbling up nuts, sort of like a hummingbird. Sucking up the lynch mob crew. And I'm coming third. And then I'm like... It's one thing to be the first guy in the group of guys to hit the girl. But Ice Cube's like, I'm the third one in the group of guys to come in. That means there's two... I'm, I'm, maybe I'm interpreting this wrong, but the way he makes it sound to me is two other fellas got in there first, and then Ice Cube's going to get in there as the third group. Or maybe in general, she just is fucking her way and more one-on-one -on -one sessions through the lynch mob crew again i still haven't had that happen in my life and maybe i just wasn't cool enough <laughs> to have a bunch of girls want to fuck me into homies um used to get straight a's now she's just skipping class and then he likes to grab on the hip and ass only 17 with a lot of practice oh black boy jimmies and white boy cactus 
I'm like, man, yep. she gets around. And basically, that's the rest of the song. Um, it's going to be a bunch of lines like that. Candy, the bitch is on... Uh, quicker than you can say, Candy, the bitch is on my snicker. And, oh, man, she can take on three men built like He-Man. Her litty, itty, bitty, twat got gallons of semen. I mean, how? Aren't they supposed to be wearing the Jimmy hats? But I guess because she's a slut. So Ice Cube's doing it, but not everybody's sure. doing it. I don't know. Um either way i'm thinking too much there the whole point <laughs> is that the girl is a little bit of a whatever but then in the second verse he literally goes nympho nympho boy is she bad get her all alone and out comes the knee pads i know she's a minor and it is illegal but the bitch is worse than vanessa del rio and if you decide to call rape we got the little hooker on tape now so you i feel got, like you could point sing this song in uh, today's time well, what really I was thinking about, I'm like, okay, so you got her on tape, but doesn't that mean you got y'all on tape too? And she's underage, and it's like... I mean, maybe you have masks on or you don't really, but like, to me, it seems like having child porn in your possession is is really bad. It's, that's not a good, like, that's that's a weird flex. Like, oh, we'll embarrass your daughter if you call the cops on us. But I don't know, maybe, I mean, I get the point of it. And he's just trying to get the girl out and stuff. But it really seems to me like he's like, eh, fuck it. We don't care if they're too young. We'll do what we got to do. And I'm not trying to say that I understand the whole dynamics of everything in 1991. And I do believe that the lens we put on banging teenagers is very different today. Like, here's something that people in Quebec don't really know. That the law of the age of consent in Quebec got changed from 14, meaning a 31 year old could bang a 14 year old to 16 meaning you could do it to a 16 year old all good in the hood um like 2008 2008 that's not even a long time ago so technically speaking yeah i knew it was it was 14 when i grew up i mean she'd have to be like real real young in quebec for ice cube to have this claim even going on you know i don't know what the age of consent is actually in la at this time but the the Still, it's a weird flex. These are all weird flexes to me. It's a, I mean, I can see how in the bigger frame of things, this is a, because it's reflecting the now. And whether or not people want to admit it, there is certainly a sub-community where this is going to take place, where a bunch of guys pass around girls, where ladies might be just kind of delegated down to just a sex object that is used and whatnot. And I think if it's trying to reflect the reality of now... But also she's saying, like, she's a nympho, so she's, like, clearly into all of this. Like, it's not, like, necessarily that it's, like, a degrading thing. Like, I think he's thinking it's kind of, like, gross, but he's still doing it. But, um... Yeah. She's... It's a consensual thing. Like, she wants to be there. Nobody here did imply that... I didn't mean to imply that the woman doesn't want to be there. I meant it to imply, like, this is how men might perceive these women. Mm-hmm right so this is the perception that many men have to women is like this and ice cube has expressed on many occasions that it's not i never you never get the feeling that he dislikes all women he just likes that group of women who behave a certain way so the type of girl who might behave like this is not somebody ice cube is necessarily going to trust is what i feel like we've learned through his music yeah but Again, I don't think this is all girls because in this case, he is talking about the girl who's willing to bang everybody. But also to point out, like, hey, dad, I know you think your daughter's an angel. 
for real it's a silly weird thing but guess what this is what your daughter is actually into this is what she's actually like you know yeah i don't i don't know like i feel like it's a good song to put on this project in the sense that this is definitely a real part of life and i don't think that this song is meant to be like yeah we all get laid i think it's meant to point out like kind of be careful because your daughter's like you're getting into this world with us too Mm -hmm. like there is this inclusion like women are banging us because they think it's cool like we're all these tough guys coming through and and i don't know like maybe it's meant to be like a cool thing like this is what we do but i also think it's meant to be like this is what's happening right i don't Mm -hmm. know i felt like as far as my enjoyment went this one was okay it wasn't so much the rapping the rapping is great he's super creative and he's fun the beats okay and stuff but the little cutting in with the skits and the vocals kind of got to me a bit okay that wasn't my favorite and then <clears throat> it's a lot of that on this song and then uh it's all right i ended up giving it a uh 4.25 oh fuck just the singing condom yeah the condom sings i forgot about the singing condom oh my gosh so this is possibly the weirdest. Well, I wonder if it's like taken from like a real ad. Maybe, but when he's after he's presented like whatever when they're having sexual intercourse with a female like Cheryl, who you assume is this girl that oh, we just right, right, described right. Yeah, or whatever, one. you must use Jimmy Hat condoms. Wear called Jimmy Hat condoms. Have you ever seen us? Most guys wear as round, rolled up on your penis. If you're real smart, you will always use this. Put me in your wallet, cause some dummies lose us, screw us, and go on bareback without the bare facts. I'll have creepy crawlers crawling on your nutsack. So get the Jimmy J I M M Y to the hats it's me and two brothers in a pack because you get a pack of three and then uh, and then as the KRS sound level where it's like run out and get your Jimmy hat small and extra large and that's really fucking hilarious um I I forgot about that at first that's hilarious honestly the part and where he makes the condom scene to you reminding you that it's totally okay to take on this girl and enjoy her as long as you stay protected which probably means she's not having gallons of semen inside of her vagina throwing it out there um hmm. I give us well, a- according to the first result on uh google it says something about jimmy hats is a very reliable pre-war brand of condoms so I guess they've been around for a long time or something. Um, either way, I gave it a 4.25 on 5 because of all the interruptions throughout it. But it, it honestly is a really fun song that describes a lifestyle that many people live and enjoy. Hold on. Wait. I take that back. Um, they're talking about uh, Fallout. <laughs> and uh, that's the word that they're talking about. Okay. So it's from a, um, a game. Fallout is a very good game. Anyways, um, so yeah, it's the Catholic daughter is going out with this guy and his ice cube, and the dad's all upset, just like he said, and uh, and like right away, like this, like the actual, um, like, you know, that's sort of, sort of like a skit at the beginning, and like verse one, like the first line is, "Your daughter was a nice girl, now she is a slut," and so it's like straight to the point, like. And then, like, we do hear her, like, kind of, like, acting like, Daddy! Like, acting like, you know, a little angel to her, you know, to her dad. And her dad probably still sees her like a little girl, like his little angel. Um, and hasn't, like, realized that she's, like, a teenager with, like, hormones and stuff yet. Um, and she's clearly, like, hiding it if this is what's going on. Um, 
and you know this girl sleeps with everybody and um you know and everybody loves her and the nappy dugout apparently means vagina um i had to look that up i didn't actually know what that meant um and yeah just he, he keeps referencing that there's like a lineup of, of guys like wanting to like bang her uh, and he's gonna do whatever with his like with like this guy's daughter and he's gonna you know he's able to just do whatever he wants with her and i, I think that that's kind of like you know i guess shocking uh, but definitely you know talks about like using a condom especially when fucking girls like her you know somebody who just like fucks all these guys and um so i mean it was good i it's you know i guess sort of like another reality another time in his reality um so i thought it was a good beat and uh i gave it 4.5 on 5 at the very end it definitely leads into the next song the condom goes or this might happen to you and what he's referring to is look who's burning mm -hmm. if you have unprotected sex you will um end up in a situation where perhaps you'll get the vd or some other shit um i'm not gonna lie my favorite favorite part of this entire song is the cool modi sample when it goes what have i done stuck my dick in the way he says that that one lyric that is my favorite yeah. part of this entire what have song. i done or stuck what my have dick I done, in stuck my dick in. it's just fucking great and it fits this song so well and then uh you know the slick rick stepped out of my head stepped out of myself oh no why why is my thing thing burning like this and it's a good like it's just showing you gotta be a little careful because if you do have sex with that girl who's going around and you know when you think about the last song now with keeping in this song online is to point out that that girl exists and she is maybe gonna have sex with 200 guys or whatever over and over again just everybody's banging her in a row and whatnot well if you're not being very careful then when you go to the free clinic it's filled to capacity how bad can a piece of ass be very bad <laughs> blunt like there's not even any yep. fanciful shit just that's how bad it can be very bad as bad as it can be so i had to make the trip and thank god i didn't have the drips i was there so a hoe couldn't give me that uh just to get free 20 free jimmy hats so ice cube's not there because he was stupid ice cube was going to get free condoms because of course when you're young go to the fucking sex clinic mm -hmm. place and especially get if you're condoms. just going through girls like that you're gonna need them man because you might go through 20 jimmies in a night based on ice cubes like you know fervor that he might have going on <laughs> um and then he looks up and he sees the girl from up the street with the big fat tail who told ice cube to go to hell because she didn't want to get with him i suppose and then uh it looks like she's sitting there burning down there miss thang miss gonorrhea man it's a trip how the world keeps turning it's 1991 look who's burning and he's kind of almost laughing at the people who are in this situation you know um second verse and it's it's kind of just the same thing as we going through now everybody's a victim and you can go see him and you'll hear more claps in the coliseum sitting there all quiet and embarrassed well there go that bitch who was careless i remember she wouldn't give the cock to anybody who lived on the block now ho look what you got been that big ass over for the shot so this girl wouldn't fuck him and his boys went around and fucked whoever they fucked and then caught some stuff i guess because him and his boys uses rubber so the better move would have been to intercourse with ice cubes safe sex squad can we <laughs> call them that the safe sex squad sure um 
fuck some college guy who was fucking everybody around in town and it's just kind of pointing out like you fuck this guy you fuck 200 people it's almost like you fuck those 200 people yep. and people kind of say that stuff but there's a little bit of truth to it in terms of risky behavior if you just stick your jimmy into things unprotected it's a bad news bear situation mm-hmm. when you get something like the aids or the whatever's I mean, something like one in six people on this continent have herpes at this point, and like one in four people have HPV. We are really bad at this, guys. Yeah. Millennials, we need to jimmy up. Um, and then I, in the third verse, it ain't my fault you got the heebie-jeebies, but you still try to act like you don't see me, so I walk over and say, hi, bitch, don't try to act surprised. Should have put a sock on the pickle, and made pussy wouldn't be brown, blowing smoke singles. So now he's walking up to this girl who just kind of ignored him and his people. And it's like, hey, I see you sitting here in this place. Don't act like you don't know me. You got to take the penicillin. You got to do it. Ha ha. You're the one who's losing out. You'll be returning with HIV. R.I.P. And then the song kind of ends out. And I'm like definitely a good cautionary tale where the rubbers or you get the the situation ice cubes a bit of a dick harassing this woman inside of the uh sex clinic i mean from what i can tell his only real justification for it is she didn't fuck him and his people and just a general disdain for people who have unsafe sex but i don't know why he wants to have sex with her if she has unsafe sex but there's a logic in this song that I can't get past. I think I don't think he says he wants to have sex with her. I think that she, he makes a point that he's saying that nobody's going to want to sleep with her. But he makes the point that it sounds like in the past she turned him down. She used to tell him go to hell and now she's here. Ha ha, you got VD. You wouldn't fuck me. I guess I wasn't good enough for you. Turns out you're a hoe. Yeah. That is basically the song in a nutshell. Yeah, I guess. Ha ha, you got VD because you're a hoe and you wouldn't have sex with me. <laughs> That, that's what you get so that's the not part. sleeping with him that's what I'm saying it's like that little angle on the song is a little bit like he would have worn a condom and been a gentleman that's it you know and instead of the other guys who, who chose not to mm-hmm. anyway um, I feel like the bulk of Ice Cube's point here is very good the really petty part is like come on dude I mean you're 22 it's fine it, it's not like he's a fully grown adult yet he maybe hasn't finessed his angles with the ladies at this point i mean there's a difference between being like a player and getting girls and saying some shit that doesn't make you look a little bit lame in hindsight and i think the way that masculinity plays out sometimes makes dudes look a little bit lame that's all i'm trying to say and sometimes dudes are just lame like if you really really are sitting there going (laughs) you didn't fuck me and you got bd i mean it's not it's not the coolest argument to make in yep. my 2019 all this time later perspective <laughs> anyway um so yeah i mean it, is, it kind of starts off with like a conversation between like him and this other guy like at this free clinic and it's um like those other like, he's just saying like i'm just going to get condoms and the other guy's like oh it's just for my job i have to get like a, a checkup and um he, he she talks to like the he talks to like the the nurse or whatever the person at the desk and she says oh you know we, this is only we don't, we don't do checkups here it's just for like you know 
syphilis and chlamydia and herpes and like all the things or whatever she like names it and it's a sexually transmitted uh you know diseases and stuff like that and then she's like what's wrong is it burning and so like obviously like this is like a common thing that's happening just like over and over and over again that this is just going on and he, he kind of like describes like some of the symptoms like the drip and like the burning pee and like things like that like that's you know things you don't necessarily want and um then then just like realizing like like what did i stick my dick into like you know when he when he gets um you know whatever he has um and then yeah he kind of makes fun of like this girl and you know realizes that she must have something and whatever <laughs> you covered most of that and if it, it has a really interesting cool beat and i like the sound of it um and the the guy the girl slept with is like feeling like um his pee is burning um when he's talking about like the girl that he sees i think at the clinic um and just sort of like a, a warning song to you know to wear a condom and about like stis and hiv which was like you know a pretty big deal still like at this time um and was spreading quickly and so like there was like a really like big push for um the use of condoms and like i think there was like a lot of money put into advertising and things like that like there it was really like to to get everybody to use them again um or I think that, I mean, they have existed for a long time, but I think, like, to really rekindle it and to just remind people that, you know, post, like, 60s, um, where everybody was just free love and everybody was fucking everybody, um, <laughs> you know, without any condoms or consequences, and it was just like, ah. um, you know, yeah, people still did drugs and got diseases, and it just carried on until, the, I, I guess, the 80s, you know, a lot of it, so... Um, thanks, Woodstock. Um, so, so um, it teaches people a valuable lesson, and I think that that's, like, something great that um, he likes to do. And so I guess it's a 4.75 for being, like, a great uh, public service announcement, kind of. All right. So I believe it is time for us to talk about a bird in the hand. I wish I had that. So what happened when you put peanuts on the balcony? birds came the blue jay came and what did the blue jay do it squawked, it squawked. It and squawked. made a whole lot loud. of noise in the morning and bonnie was very happy i mean it woke me up like that's how loud it was squawking and yeah um i'm kind of like a crazy bird lady what can i say it's really weird um, <laughs> so in this case it starts off with big bird say look at this i've been cleaning out my nest and i found an old book of poetry Everybody's excited, right? Because when Big Bird spits poetry and shit, you know, some educational value and nuggets is coming. Mm -hmm. Good, child-friendly shit. And then I heard the first line, fresh out of school because I was a high school grad. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I realized on Mad City by Kendrick Lamar when MCA goes, fresh out of school because I was a high... Whenever he kind of takes the idea of I feel like this song... Mm. and brings it into that Kendrick track. And, no, I'm not going to lie. Genius told me. Okay. <laughs> Genius gave it. He says, interpolated by. And then I thought about it, and then I read it, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's true. Sometimes Genius saves us so much time. Um, but I thought that was a really cool thing because it really shows how, like, almost culturally significant all of this stuff is. And all that stuff I was saying about beats, this beat kind of like kicks in and you're like whoa there's like nothing else on this album that sounds like this beat in my opinion and it is 
maybe my favorite beat for real it's not the other beat that i said was maybe my favorite beat um this one just samples james brown and bb king and just the combination it has this tense right build up and it just flows in so well as he starts rhyming in this really short but serious verse fresh out of school because i was a high school grad Got to get a job. I was a high school dad. Wish I got paid by rapping to the nation, but that's not likely. So here's my application. Pass it to the man at AT&T. And then it keeps going from that point. But we look at the beginning. He's got a kid. Mm-hmm. He's got to do the right thing. Yep. He's got to get that money into his life to pay for some shit. He's got to find a job. Wants He's trying to, to be a respectable person. Wants to be a rapper. Like, who doesn't want to be a rapper? Right. And then chances of you actually getting that fame and claim is not high. There's like an ice cube. There's not many ice cubes. Um, and then he starts describing like how, you know, there's no SC for this youngster. I didn't have no money. So now I have to punch the clock. Got a slave and be half a man. But Whitey says there's no room for the African. Always knew that I would clock G's. But welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order, please? And it's like as a black guy trying to get hired, it seems impossible. Mm-hmm. He can't get any good jobs, so he's stuck at fucking McDonald's being like serving food that might give you cancer. And when you think about the bullshit food that goes into the fast food industry and the more you learn about food science, that's very powerful lyrics to be putting in. Just the idea to watch what you eat because it's poisonous in that regard and could give you cancer. Good on you, Ice Cube. Because my son doesn't take no for an answer because son's got to eat because he's got to go do some shit so he's ultimately got to do something that's terrible then pays taxes but gets nothing back and then he has to worry about diapers and bottles and what do you know what is similac i, I could have looked it up i just never um i think it's like a like a milk substitute like a ah, right anyway so then he starts questioning do i sell crack to get like you know clothes and, and shit to wear or does he wait for first bush or jesse jackson or operation push which i believe is one of those movements that was um trying to help out uh the hoods and whatnot and you know to like give him money he's got to wait for if he gets lucky that his neighborhood gets the handout this time around or not in his thing it all needs a dush which is funny to say because that's the shit that cleans out your vag mm-hmm. um and then it just you know decides whatever i'm gonna sell some crack to the corner house bitches or whatever or anybody you know so you got a bird which is a kilo of coke and then he makes a whole bunch of money uh but then the feds get him and he doesn't follow the plan of the presidency which is probably to go through that regular life plan that you're supposed to do so you get clipped off of that and now he's never going to get love again because he's a felon and you know his community is going to shun him for being a criminal type but then Mm -hmm. everyone else is going to deny him opportunities for that and then who cares in general because blacks are too fucking broke to be republican which is a powerful statement too right because you need money to really be a republican that's what that party is about it's it's for the rich and which is which we'll talk about later on and uh yeah so you know now i remember i used to be cool until i stopped filling out my w2 now senators are getting high and your plan against the ghetto backfired so you got a pep talk but sorry this is our only room to walk because we don't want a drug push but a bird in the hand is worth more than a bush so it's like your whole situation how you wanted to deal with the hood all of your plans yeah. it's not fucking working you know you have senators who are getting high didn't like 
Did like the mayor of DC get caught smoking crack around this point, or maybe that came later on? I don't mm, know. I definitely know the mayor of Toronto did at one point. That was way <laughs> later on, and his brother is now the premier of Ontario, ruining shit. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a fucking weird world we live in right now, but um, it's just like it kind of points. We don't want this drug situation, but at the end of the day, a bird in hand is worth more than a bush, which is playing up on another reference. You know, like like a book in hand is worth more than two on the shelf or whatever. I know there's variation. It's a real one. Not that I've never heard that, but it's a... Whatever it is. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Um, it just means like you... Oh, is it the two? Is it birds? Yeah, oh. it's because like you, you don't want to like... Yeah, because you, you have something, and if you let that go, to you're going to attempt to get to two more. It might not be worth it. But then he flips it to be worth more than a bush, as in a president and as whatever. George Bush Sr. So having the crack in your hand, it's actually worth money, is a real tangible commodity. It's more worth than more that. than anything Bush would ever give you. So tell the politicians, tell the hustlers, live and let live, yeah. So it's almost like... Mm-hmm. This song is a bit of a justification for how a person with the best of intentions and trying to seek out the right opportunities and do all of the right things ends up selling crack because your kids got to eat, which is definitely something that a lot of people in the middle class world don't acknowledge as a reality. Yeah. Like their baby's crying. They got a million people that to help them out. But that might not be the same thing when everyone else is going through the same struggle as you are. Yep. You get a pep talk. I don't know. It's, it's really good, man. This is possibly one of the best songs on the album, in my opinion. And I give it another five on five. Yeah. Um, I mean, I only have, like, a little bit to, to add to it. I, don't, I mean, that's what the whole story is. Yeah. Um, it basically just that there's no support from, from the government, and there's not really a lot of options for him and for a lot of people and, and how discriminated against and how they, they aren't... Um, seen as serious people to hire or whatever it is um, and and it, so he has to turn to drugs and this is something that you know we've heard before and like this is not something that's new necessarily and this is it is a way to make money and it isn't always the best way but it's unfortunate because you know and he's clearly not satisfied with the status quo I think that's what he's saying like things have to change like we need to like things need to be different and it is sort of like an unfortunate truth that he's telling us um so there's a good strong message i really like this one i gave it a 4.75 very good on that note let's talk about dogs and how they are man's best friend okay all right bonnie since you made it very clear on the last song that oh i keep explaining everything <laughs> that's and there's okay nothing left to talk about go ahead tell the people about the um, doggies that men hang out with and we are loyal to sure woof no. Um, so it used to be a dog, but now it's a gun. And like that's basically what this is about. Um, and like the the background or like the chorus or whatever like has like a sample from uh, Snoop Dogg from Dog Pound, I believe. Um, it's uh, Atomic Dog yeah. by George Clinton. Oh, because Snoop Dogg also bow, uses wow, it. That's wow. why. I think the dog catcher, dog catcher part comes from Snoop Dogg, but I don't. I might be wrong about that. But the bow wow wow yippee yo yippee is atomic dog, I believe. Okay. All right. Um, but anyways, I thought that that it was cool. I thought it was just like a kind of like a shout out to like another rapper in Compton. 
Well, it's because well, this came out two years before what's my name. Oh, well. Which is a '93 release. Then my bad. I wow, cool, good to know. Now I know. Sorry, go on. Yep. Um, and the, you know, guns are small, they're easy to conceal, and it makes them feel safe because, you know, other people have these weapons, um, and he kind of describes that it's also like a faster results and, um, more definite results than just like a dog biting somebody, so in terms of like rear protection, um, and then I liked how like there was like the, the sort of propaganda type film or whatever voice that we hear and it's like the typical profile of a gun owner is like 30 white um male. middle class male um and what that was off yeah i guess that was it and so clearly like it's not what's what's the reality or what's his reality um because you know and, and you know times have changed um and there's you know a lot of guns on the black market and stolen guns and you know it just is like a whole different reason behind guns and like it's just sort of like a very ignorant i guess to think that that's sort of like the what everybody who has guns is what they're like and that is not necessarily also that there's criminals that have it too so um i think like even to that end it's because a lot of propaganda goes around that's like oh the only people who have guns are these violent criminal types the only reason people have guns is for these things like you know good people don't need to have guns until mm-hmm. you look at the metrics and the largest percentage of people who own guns are just like average americans literally me i am the reflection of that you know uh, over 30 white male in the middle class i am the most likely person to own a gun in america apparently yeah um and i get it i i do yeah but i think it's a fascinating way to just take the, the, the so like the reason there's so many guns isn't the hood it's because so many people love guns of that group and you know maybe now there's just guns everywhere yeah yeah anyways that's it i mean it's just sort of like a sad reality um but a good song overall i gave it a 4.5 on 5 i mean i totally appreciated this one too because he's like here's another topic i'm addressing so learn a quick lesson but mm-hmm. just smith and wesson sit your aspect and comprehend as i let you know about man's best friend it used to be a dog like lassie but now in 91 it's a gun if you ask me just like a jimmy hat's used for protection i use my nine when suckers start to flexing so basically he needs a gun because it's safer than a dog and he goes to the point to say that if you have a dog you're dog is just going to get shot too and then you and your dog are going to be dead on a stretcher or taken out and injured mm-hmm. and so he's not down with that he forget about a dog he'll shit in the den you know on top of that dog's pooping places so they're not even useful whereas a gun a gun will protect you and not poop in the den therefore gun is better than dog then you have the hook playing again, which is the doggy stuff. It's funky. It's really fun to listen to. And then the second point is just kind of like pointing out, like, yeah, guns, I can conceal them. I can't put a motherfucking pit bull under a coat in the small of my back. So instead, I'll take my Beretta. I bet you it'll work 100% better because it'll keep me out of danger with 16 clips and one in the chainer. 
16 in the clip and one in the trainer. Anyway, so the whole point is my gun will protect me more than your dog. So my gun is now man's best friend because back in the day, a dog did serve that role as a protecting force in your life. And since it can no longer be that, instead, it will be my gun. And then I like in the outro sample when he goes, just don't let me see you shoot no dogs. And so, you know, making sure that we keep, because dogs matter, and I'm a huge fan of dogs, so I don't want to see nobody shoot dogs. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the last thing you hear is just take that motherfuckers, which is sampled from Bonnie and Clyde 2, which is off of the first album. Anyway, I think that is all there really is to say about this song. It isn't the lengthiest piece of experience, but it is quite solid. And as a result, I gave this track a 4.5 on 5. So on that note, I know we're not quite at the halfway point of the album, but in what's left to talk about, three of them are real short. So I think we're going to call this the uh, halfway and the end of part one, and we will get to talking about the rest of the album in the part two which will be Woo-hoo. filmed in a couple of days after this one has recorded so feel free to leave that comment and you might just get entered into the secret the favorite comments of the part two video when mm-hmm. it gets mm-hmm. read so if you want to be in our youtube video that's the easiest way for you to get your name in there yep. just leave a comment holla at us we'll talk to you <laughs> You can also subscribe to the channel for more content like part two. And you can hit the like button if you liked it because YouTube likes that. And then we like you more. Not to say we don't like you, but we will like you more if you hit the like button. Yep. And special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsey, <laughs> Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams. They support what they do. They helped us get a new camera. And this episode is because DJ Black Hurricane used his Patreon powers to make us review it. So we're talking about that now. And, uh, yeah, you can support us for a dollar or more a month and help us get to the next level of betterness and all that good shit. We also made some music over here. You can check that out on the channel. Let us know what you think. And, yeah, get on with uh, the rest of life now. Hope you have a great week and all that good stuff. Bye, guys.